This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, guys? It's Luke Munger of Dogman.com. Joined, as always, by the legendary intern himself, Jack McCauley. Jack, how are you doing on this Thursday evening? Oh, Thursday evening. Not too bad. Not too bad. Had a little class today. Um, starting to catch a little cold that's been going around. I live with a couple, more than a couple guys, actually. <laughs> so um, when you move in at the beginning of the year, just the cold, just the, you know, just being around a couple different people again. Everybody gets this little cold, and I'm I'm just I'm uh, on the downswing though. So the, that's good. We're, we're almost done with it. That's good. This is off topic, but I've heard that doctors, if you go to do like a checkup or anything, or this would be more like blood work stuff, but can tell if people live in community versus just like in a normal sized house based on white blood cell count because you're always fighting something. And Jack, when you say a couple, how many guys do you live with? Uh, I live within the neighborhood of fifty five. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, not a couple. We'll say that. Not a couple. We'll say we'll say a couple. How about like a couple dozen. Yeah. Yeah. A few dozen guys. You know. Well, score. A score is twenty. So three score. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that's off topic. Well, Jack. Uh, here we stand. The Huskies are two and three, coming off a of bye week. They play a UCLA team that has had some moments of brilliance. This year, they had an 11-point win at home against LSU. Very momentous. They took down Stanford comfortably on the road. Stanford's proved to be a tough out this year. Um, but, you know, they also were scored or held scoreless against um, ASU in the second half of a 19-point loss there. They lost to Fresno State and Mr. Jake Hayner, who Husky fans are familiar with. Uh, so a good, talented team, but certainly not invincible uh, and Jack, you took a look at the offense here, a high-powered offense that can run the ball, they can throw the ball. Uh, why don't you go ahead and let Husky fans know what we're getting on Saturday? Yeah, so kind of like you said, UCLA, like they, there'll be times where they get some momentum and you're like, wow, this is a really good football team they have. And then other times you're just like, what, like, what, what was that, man? Like, what the heck? And I think that's really characterized by DTR's play. There are some times where you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, this guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. And then you'll be like, he just fumbled the ball. Like, how, how did he How did he make that? Like, what what is he doing? Um, so, and, you know, yeah, UCLA, their heart and soul of the team is Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, we feel like the, we've been saying this name forever. He's a fourth year. He's a This is his fourth year on the team. Uh, came out of Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, one of the best programs in all the nation for high school football. You know, this guy was a monster recruit. And he's, he's been at UCLA for a while. Had a, he struggled his first couple seasons there. But he's really started to gain his stride uh, last year and this year especially. Um, his big problem a couple years ago was turning the ball over, throwing throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. This year he's only had two. Uh, and if you know DTR, you also know he's able to beat you with his legs. Mm-hmm. He is for sure one of the more fast, faster quarterbacks 
not even in the Pac-12, uh, just in the nation. Um, he's good at making guys miss. So they're going to use a lot of him this week against Washington. Uh, I expect a lot of read options from them. Mm-hmm. You know, Washington has had a lot of trouble stopping the run. So they're really going to mix and match some formations and use him a lot on the running game. He'll tend to get – he gets a lot of carries, believe it or not, per per game. Uh, he's, he averages about 13 and averages about four yards per rush. So that is very comfortable. So they're going to use him a lot in the run game. Mixon also in the running game. Uh, Britton Brown and Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet, former Michigan transfer. He's really found his groove here at UCLA uh, before – where last year he was kind of buried on a deep Michigan depth chart. But this year he's rushed 80, 88 times for 566 yards. That's that's six yards of carry. He's extremely tough to bring down. Um, and while six yards of carry, you're, you're thinking, wow, this guy's probably really shifty, real agile. He's actually more well-known for his hard physical running. He'll run right at you and he'll drag a couple people along the way. So Washington really has their hands full with him. And then if they tire him out, Britton Brown's just – He's up next. He's their 1B, not even a backup. He's also mm-hmm. had a very successful season. He's rushed 70 times um, for 442 yards a season. So by no means is he, you know, putting up backup numbers or you could start almost anywhere in the Pac-12 if yeah. you wanted to. Off he's, topic, but funny enough, he's listed as the starter on the depth chart. To, yeah. to just give an indication, obviously Charbonnet's been the lead back, but that's what they think of. It's like, that's like seeing Sam Timmons as a starter on the Washington basketball team, but you know he's going to get like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, that's kind of like what we're saying right here. Sarbonne is definitely their guy. So don't get confused by the depth chart. Um, <laughs> I knew you liked that one, but uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good pull. Um, and then, you know, they got a great offensive line as well. So it's not just the running backs who are doing, you know, who are making things work. Their offensive line is great. And they're led by Sean Ryan, former five-star recruit. Yeah. Sean Ryan is, He's a little undersized when you look at him for a tackle, mm-hmm. but he is extremely athletic. His feet and hands are real, are some of the best in the nation, really, because he has long arms and he's going to be tough to get around. So I think they're what you know. My take on this is I really think they're going to do a lot of read options heading Ryan's way. You know, say Bowman or whoever's matched up against him gets a little off the edge. You know, they're going to they're not going to be afraid to feed it down the throat. But you know, say Bowman's getting locked up by Ryan, they're gonna they they could run a keeper off the outside to uh, to to DTR. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you know because of the running game, I think one I think there's one player in particular I'm looking at on Washington side who has the potential to make a big difference, and I think that's Bookie Ro- Bookie Radley Hiles. Mm-hmm. You know, we expect him to be back this week, and you know, playing that nickel position, you know, he's real good at you know diagnosing these plays and you know, diagnosing these run plays and getting to the ball, kind of being like a ball hawk that's, you know, in, you know, near the line of scrimmage rather than a safety. So I think he's going to have to have a one of his best games as a Husky if Washington is to win, you know, just because Washington has – we saw it last week. We've seen it before at Michigan, saw it at home against Montana. They have really struggled to stop the run. It's no secret. It's out there. And I think just because that is in bold – that is bold on a poster that Washington mm-hmm. – they can't stop the run. I think that's UCLA is just going to attack that weakness head on. And I think, I don't think it's really a secret, but um, if DTR decides to throw the ball, he's, he doesn't throw the ball too often, right around 20 times a game. Mm-hmm. His two main guys he'll look to are Kyle Phillips and Greg Dolchich. Um, Phillips is a wide receiver, a little undersized, but five eleven. He's so agile though. Like when he, when he catches the ball, he, 
he makes a lot of guys miss. He's so quick, just so good at making uh, his first cut go a long way. And then Greg Dolchich, he's a tight end that they have 6'4", 245. Both of those two guys encompass 75% of the yards for um, mm. this Bruin passing attack. Uh, Phillips is at 369, and Dolchich is at 349. And then they have one other guy that – or two other – one to two other guys that are over – sneaking over 100 yards. Kim Brown and uh, DeLon Hurt are the two other guys. That they Brown is barely eclipsed 100, and DeLon Hurt is sneaking up on it. So they're not going to look to them too much. They're more deep threats. I would say Hurt is a guy who can get it underneath and make a couple guys myth go for four or five yards and then also catch one 25, 30 yards. Mm-hmm. But, and then Brown's more of you know a consistent kind of down-the-field guy. He's a Virginia Tech transfer. So they're not going to look to them as much. Um, I don't expect them to look their way this game at least. Just kind of basing how Washington has played against Oregon State, Michigan. They've been able to lock up their receivers well. You know, They've lost those two games when they've allowed 40 yards of passing. Like That's it. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't expect them to throw the ball too much. I think if they are going to get beat, uh, Dolchich is the guy who is going to beat them. Uh, he's a tight end. And, you know, just doing some play actions, you know, where Washington's linebackers are selling on the run, you know, just get him in the middle of the field, catching a ball for eight, nine yards. I think that's who's going to um, be a consistent thorn in the side for Washington. But other than that, you know, just expect a lot of read options. Wash- and, you know, then UCLA to run the ball just right down at the Husky defensive line, right down the throat. Yeah. So like you mentioned, DTR, um, well-known name. There's not a single person in the Pac-12 footprint that doesn't know the name DTR. Um, Moments of inconsistency throughout his career. However, incredibly talented. Um, You look at this receiving core, Jack, and there's a bunch of guys averaging over 15 yards per reception, led by Kyle Phillips and Greg Zulcich, like you said. Um, is that a testament, of course, to their talent and DTR's ability to throw the ball? But do you think a lot of that is because, like you said, DTR can move, Zach Charbonnet and Britton Brown really can run the ball, and they take advantage of opportunities to move the ball downfield when everyone's keying in on the box? Um, yeah, I totally do. Um, DTR's ability with his legs is really unmatched. And so I think, you know, when they are able to make plays, I think it's because people are so keyed in on DTR and they're so keyed in mm-hmm. on not letting him, um, you know, not letting him beat you. So, um, yeah, I think, I think DTR, you know, he is the main focal point in this offense. You know, I'm not going to be surprised that there's a spy on him all game long. I think there really has to be, um, just because of what he can do. Great. Yeah. And then, um, so I mentioned earlier, they were held scoreless against Arizona in the second half, not Arizona, Arizona state, my apologies. So it's possible to slow down this offense. What does he have to do? How do you see it happen? It is possible, but it just I, it just seems really, for me, it seems a little unlikely just because of how they performed in the run game, stopping yep. the run in the past. Um, that being said, what do they have to do? We keep hitting it. Is they, ha- they, they, they have to stop the run. If they, can't, if they can't stop the run, there is no there is zero chance Washington wins this game if they cannot stop the run. <laughs> so, like, Fatu Tuitele, Taki Taimani, Tuli Tuli Nasanoa, there have been times where they have made big plays this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to see that all game long if Washington has a Certainly. shot to win this game. Because right now, it does not look like it at all. And that's just, I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Washington can't stop the run. And if they can't stop the run, there's no chance they beat a, what, the be, arguably, the best running team in the Pac-12. Certainly. Yeah, it's, it's easier said than done, slowing down this UCLA attack. 
you might want to look at. And again, not speculating here. There is the possibility that Jimmy Lake hinted at ZTF's return. That does not necessarily mean that the Huskies will have an easier time stopping the run, though, right? ZTF, great player, yeah. great pass rusher, but you know, Jimmy Lake did hint at ZTF's return. And if I got to say one thing, um, I have heard, I have some, you know, obviously have go to UW, and there are people that I know who sit in the front of the student section. And after the game, Z, they asked ZTF, hey, when are you coming back? And he said, I got four letters for you, UCLA. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but he's going to, you know, he could, he could be back, but obviously limited snap count. Yeah, sounds like a date it has been circled for a while. So no surprise here. Breaking news, UCLA, great offense, hard to stop. Um, I took a look at the UCLA defense. Uh, and while there is talent on this side of the ball, certainly in some familiar names, not necessarily a guy you'll see starting out there, but Ale Cajo is a name that you'll see out there for UCLA. Uh, Bo Calvert is uh, related to Josh Calvert, Ethan Calvert, a, a name that's been in a last name that's been in Husky circles for, for some time. But there are points to be scored against UCLA. They held Arizona and Hawaii to 10 and 16, respectively, or 16 and 10, respectively. My apologies. Other than that, they've allowed over 30 points a game on average to their other opponents. Uh, they allowed 40 points to Fresno State and 42 to Arizona State. And I took a look at that game, and three things stood out is why Arizona State was able to get stuff done on the offensive side of the ball against UCLA. The first one is explosive plays. Uh, they had a 49-yard rush and three passes of over 40 yards. That is Arizona State against UCLA. Is that a trend? Well, Stanford had two catches of 50-plus yards, and Tanner McKee averaged over nine yards per attempt in that game. LSU had a pair or had a pass of 45 yards, and Kayshawn Bote had three touchdowns in that game. Fresno State didn't necessarily have his super explosive pass plays, but 31, 25, and 27 through the air in a 455-yard passing outburst from Mr. Jake Hayner, who I referenced earlier. Um, and they've allowed over 300 yards per game through the air this year compared to just three yards per carry on the ground. So I think the Huskies' key to getting after this UCLA secondary or defense is through the air. I think the Huskies have some playmakers in the receiver room the likes of Terrell Bynum, Roma Dunze, and Jalen McMillan, who can make UCLA pay for missed coverages, blown assignments, missed tackles, all that sort of stuff. And UCLA also, while they've done a great job limiting turnovers, isn't a turnover-forcing machine either. Only four interceptions this season. That's how I see Washington get after this UCLA secondary. Uh, like I said, another thing is limiting negative plays. ASU had just three tackles for loss allowed against UCLA and zero sacks. That's not as much of a trend. UCLA has averaged over two sacks a game and six tackles for loss per game, and they were able to get it done against some of the tougher opponents they played, like LSU and Fresno State. Um, and then the last one is sustained drives, and I think this goes hand-in-hand hand with those limited negative plays. ASU had 75, 83, 75, 75, and 96-yard touchdown drives against UCLA. So for the Huskies to be able to get this done, I think Sean McGrew and Kamari Pleasant, who have come on of late, will be essential in keeping the Huskies ahead of the sticks. But I really think it will be through the air that the Huskies have to get after this UCLA defense, again, which is averaging over 300 passing yards allowed per game and only has four picks through six games. Um, so yeah, that's a, a pretty brief overview of what you're going to see in the UCLA defense without really highlighting too many names. However, it is possible to score points on this UCLA defense 
that even with those 10 and 16 point performances against AS or Arizona and Hawaii is still averaging around 30 points forfeited per game. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's a great recap there. You know, UCLA, like you said, they don't throw, force as many turnovers as you might think. I think one guy to note that I've always, that's always stuck out to me, um, who has just been a ball hawk um, is seems like he's always around the, you know, dead plays, you know, getting tackles is Quantrez Knight. Um, yeah. Do you, how do you see the Huskies attacking him? Gosh, Quantrez Wright or Knight, he reminds me of like the Huskies have had some great nickels over the year. Quantrez Wright is a great nickel with some size. He's six feet, 199 pounds. Gosh, and like you said, he's everywhere. He has five and a half tackles for loss and a hat or sack and a half this year. Doesn't have an interception, but has a couple pass breakups and is always around the ball. Um, for that reason, honestly, I think the Huskies have to look to the sidelines against this one or against this yeah. UCLA opponent. Well, are you uh, you have guys with speed to burn on the edge. Right. So I think the Huskies will have to look deep downfield and down the sidelines against not Quantrez Knight. <laughs> yep. I couldn't agree more. So do you think, you know, obviously Nickel, do you see him, you know, maybe Kate Otten getting out and blocking him for a little McGrew or Pleasant screen pass, something like that, you know, just making sure he's kind of out of the picture? Totally. Yeah. And then also, like you said, I mean, going to the weak side, I think on some of those things, like maybe not that the Huskies run off tackle a lot. But, you know, maybe you get the McGrew cat and he's so good with his patience and vision. He's going to find where Quantrez Knight is lined up and say, I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Perhaps the Huskies, no secret here. They like some short passes every once in a while. They do their quick outs and quick slants. I think, again, to the weak side, look away from Quantrez Knight. Um, and I think the Huskies will scheme around who is the headliner, like you said, of this UCLA defense. Most most definitely. So I guess. Pace of play is a big thing. You think Washington will be picking up pace against uh, a defense that likes to give up some big plays? Yeah, you know, I think if the Huskies can move the ball, uh, (laughs) they will be getting up on the ball after explosive plays and try to keep the momentum going. One thing to consider is it's supposed to rain on Saturday. Uh, Normally, I would say, you know, that's a dog advantage against the Hollywood boys of UCLA. However, UCLA runs the ball super well and they stop the run well or they uh, as well. Um, that said, stop the run well as well is quite a sentence right there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but they, you know, allow just 3.1 yards per carry. But the Huskies' biggest offensive performance this year was 52 points in the rain against Arkansas State, where they did not struggle to move the ball through the air. So I don't think that will limit Dylan Morris, who grew up in rainy Graham, Washington. You know, <laughs> uh, so I think the Huskies, like you said, tempo will be big and they have to capitalize on big plays by converting. That's another big thing. The sustained scoring drives. UCLA kicked two field goals against or ASU kicked two field goals against UCLA and they're both on short fields. Meaning to me, once they got the ball rolling, they were able to punch it in basically without fail. So the Huskies, once they get UCLA on its heels, will need to capitalize and continue to put their foot on the gas. Most Definitely. I guess wrapping it up here, um, we've done the confidence intervals. Um, That's something we've been doing. Where do you see your confidence interval at and give a little explanation to it? Yeah, well, again, you know, in my prediction, you'll read that I am an eternal optimist and I went with the if the Huskies can do this, they will win. So I predicted the win. However, my confidence interval is about a two and a half or a three. Jack, how about yours? (laughs) That that might be be a record for the most (laughs) – You predict a win with like two and a half car. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was going to say a two as well. I predicted a loss. Um, I just, you can't, if you can't tell already, I just, 
I don't see Washington being able to stop the run, and especially with like rainy conditions, I think UCLA is going to hop on top of them. Um, I think Washington will put up points, but I and keep it relatively close. I just don't see it. it's kind of like an Oregon State game, but a bigger gap. Certainly, that makes sense. Yeah, you know UCLA, a tough team. It'll be a tough outing or a tough matchup for the Huskies. Um, that said, you know the Huskies right now aren't necessarily in a driver's seat. However, you can tell a lot by a team by how it battles from adversity. I think this will be a big tape measure game for uh, the dogs taking on a good team representing the South of the conference in UCLA. Um, So I'm excited to see regardless of outcome, what the Huskies are able to put up a fight on Saturday. Most definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks Jack. It was great chatting with you Uh, as always pregame postgame in-game coverage only on dogman.com at, you know, looking forward to a rainy afternoon at Husky Stadium on Saturday. Go dogs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.